This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Good morning. It's Friday. Woohoo! Friday, May 27th. And Costco earnings, no membership increase. So I was completely wrong, which happens. Um, they were hit by margin pressures and um, essentially not necessarily inventory. Um, they managed their business well. Let's put it that way. Um, but they were hit by rising costs with uh, labor and with uh, margin pressures. Um, so the stock did trade down from 464 it closed up. If you bought it yesterday, which was interesting because it was up quite a bit yesterday, it started at about 440. So even post earnings, if you had bought it in the first part of the, the day, um, it ran up all day. It kind of collapsed down to right where it opened the day at about uh, 447. Um, in the after hours, right after earnings. And then as the call started, it kind of went up and it's at 455 right now in pre-market. So again, Costco, great, uh, company. I, I think they, they, they manage their, their business. Well, um, I think you can hold that one. I, you know, again, I don't mind, let's look at their chart in, um, their, uh, the algorithm. Because I don't think that you're you're hurt by holding this one. It bounced off its low of four oh six. Again, if you have it at four thirty six, you've made your ten percent. Um, well, probably not yet, but you will. There's a gap here. Like I said, there's a gap four sixty four to four eighty three, which I think will get filled. Um, and so you know, you look at the performance chart on this one. The performance on Costco, the algo perform 65% versus buying and holding only gets you 52%. So the algo takes all of those big downturns out of the equation. Now you do have 21 positions, only eight are winners, 13 are losses, but your losses, your average loss is 2.6%. Your average gain is 11.3%. So you can make 11% on this one easily. Um, The MACD is significantly far down right now. The RSI is at 50 I don't know that you necessarily buy it here. Um, I might wait until it hits. Uh, I think it will probably hit at some point. If we are seeing a down day today, uh, I think it'll hit 443. Um, that's kind of where it, it started yesterday off at. Um, so I, I think that would be where if you're looking to buy it on a Friday, that would be where I would look to buy it. Um, Baba. I was wrong about yesterday, Baba, with Baba not being a trade. It is absolutely a trade. It was way up yesterday. We have a uh, uh, algorithm buy at 94.22 on yesterday's afternoon candle. Uh, it's trading slightly below that. Let me see. Um, China stocks were up in the after hours uh, in their market. It's at 93.60. Uh, I already own way too much of this, um, so I'm not getting into this one. It's a Friday. I'm not sure I would advise you to get into this one. The algorithm, you lose 46% on this versus losing 55% on a buy and hold basis over a 1,000 candles. 
<clears throat> again, the drawdown on this one has been massive. Uh, very quick. You had 33 positions over a, um, a 1,000 candles. Uh, so you had uh, 11 wins, 22 losses. The average win was only 4%. The average loss was 4.9. Average win, 4.8. Average loss, 4.9. Average return, minus 1.7. <clears throat> so I do think that, that you've got to look at your opportunity here as potentially long-term, um, potentially downside. I, again, you know, they, they just had their earnings, so there's no real catalyst in this stock other than uh, China loosening or opening up, and nobody me knows exactly what China opening up actually means. But that's all I'll talk about China stocks. Now, uh, I have a note in my thing. Um, I believe if you go back to about Monday or so, let me see where it was. Because I said that the Tesla chart looked fantastic. Um, there was a buy-in yesterday, yesterday morning candle of Tesla on the algorithm at 661. When I was looking at this, it was May 24th, which was Tuesday. I think that's the podcast where I called it. And I said, hey, um, looking at the weekly chart um, or maybe the daily chart. Let me look real quick. Yeah, I think it was the daily chart. I said that there is definitely a support level here around 600, um, between 570 and 600. Uh, looks like Tesla got down to about um, 620. Uh, 620, what is its low? Um, but there's definitely back here from July, support level at that point. <clears throat> um, if you had listened to me and, and purchased this one, you'd be quite doing quite well. Um, there was a buy yesterday, like I said, in the morning in the algorithm at 661 on the algorithm. Um, the RSI for Tesla is 46. This is wrapped up in Elon's purchase of Twitter. And that's where the problem lies. Um, again, he's trying to get more funding as the price of Tesla stock goes down, which is what he's put up as um, collateral for the loan. Uh, the bank wants more money, so he's got to sell more stock. He said he was done. I don't think he's done, but I think that 660 is probably a, a, a good buy. Again, when you look at Twitter, the algorithm has a buy-in here at 36. It does not know Catalyst, so it did not know that Elon was selling more stock or putting in more money to actually buy um, you know, just like back on uh, March 15th, where it had a buy at 33.61. It did not know Elon was buying stock and going to take this one, you know, private um, at 54.20, which caused the immediate gap on uh, April 4th, April 4th from 39 to 44. It did not know that. The algorithm just does not know that. But this MACD is super down. The RSI is at 47. Um, you have a MACD cross up here on May 24th at 36.94 at that morning candle. Um, I would personally probably put my money in Tesla um, over Twitter. I, I've got, what do I have? Let's see. Let's look at my portfolio. Um, I have... Do, 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 do. Twenty-five thousand dollars in uh, Tesla, and in Twitter, I have 
$6,000. So um, that tells you which one I believe in more. I, I think that's pretty clear. So uh, if you think the Twitter deal is going to go through, you've got huge upside on that one. Um, uh, if you believe, again, I, I'll point this out again. There's a MACD cross up yesterday in the afternoon candle of 7773 um, for ATVI. This is a $95 deal from Microsoft. If Microsoft pulls this out, what do you have, 20% up there? Um, you know, from 95. So let's see. Um, what is 95 minus 77? What is 18 divided by 77? gain from here. So, again, you know, if you think it's going to go through, like Warren Buffett says, I'll take that for 23%. Don't know when it's going to go through. Don't know how it's going to go through. Um, But, again, there's a huge gap here. And this one has been setting up right here between, I'd say, 75 and 80 um, for quite a bit. I don't expect it to move anytime soon. Uh, for that one, but I uh, figured I'd bring it up. Now, with all of the retailers coming out, uh, I figured go back and let's take a look at Walmart. Uh, Walmart, uh, they announced earnings back on May 16th. They announced huge inventories, uh, inflationary prices, blah, blah, blah. Stock got beaten down. It went all the way down to 117. Uh, it is a buy as of yesterday. Or I'm sorry, when th- yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday's afternoon candle at 123. That's where the buy is. Uh, I I think it's a good buy. Let's look at Walmart's forward multiple. Um, Walmart's forward PE is 17. So uh, their current PE is 27, but the forward PE is 17. Uh, in my mind, I think you've got a good uh, a good argument there. Um, May 18th, there are a bunch of outperform and buys. There's one hold as far as the analyst goes. Um, all of these price targets are, the low looks like it's about 140. The high looks like it's, um, 190. So I'm looking at Finviz. So, you know, I I talk about this a lot, but I look at Finviz. So Walmart is a buy. And on top of that, the one that I actually like better, um, I own, let's see, I will tell you, Walmart, I own $6,000 worth. Um, Target, I own $18,000 worth. Again, when you look at the two, which one do I like better? Um, And the reason I like Target better, and just so you know, Target had a MACD cross up yesterday at 162. Um, that RSI is at 35. This one is completely oversold. Uh, I think they made some miscalculations. I think they have some inventory issues, but I don't think that this is a broken stock. I think their management is fantastic. When you walk into a target, uh, I like it more than I like, uh, Walmart. Um, and, and by the way, the current PE is 13, whereas, uh, Walmart was 24. The forward PE on target is 12, whereas the, the Walmart is 17. So 
you're basically, if you think that retail still has it in the picture, um, you know, the, the street believes more in Walmart than they do in Target. Well, May 19th, uh, Target price targets are um, between, I looks like the low is 185 and the high is 240. So um, that is, uh, again, 240 where you're trading at. Let's look at Target right now. Uh, it is 164. And by the way, the 52-week high is 268. So don't say 240 is out of the realm of possibility because that 268 just happened in November. Uh, there are significant other issues with this one. But again, Target, 163. Uh, I haven't bought it at these levels. I bought it at 111. Um, let me see what my actual, I'll tell you what my, my price actually is. Average price, 114. I think I bought it at 111. Then I bought it at about probably 120 or so. Uh, I think I did two buy, buys on this one. But um, when you look at the range, it, the 52-week range is between 145 and 268. Uh, you're at 160, 163, 164, sorry. Price bid, 164. My mind, you know, if you shop, if you don't shop at Target, don't buy the stock. Simple as that. If you do not shop at Target, do not buy the stock. If you shop at Target and you enjoy Target, buy the stock. If you shop at Walmart, like I do, and you enjoy Walmart, buy the stock. I shop at Walmart for my groceries. Simple as that. Groceries don't have a very high multiple and margin. So the margin typical on groceries, I think, is about 10 or 11%. Um, I like to hold things that have more of a margin like Tesla. Tesla has a 32% margin, whereas Ford and GM have somewhere in the neighborhood, uh, I think, of 8 to 10% margin. Um, you know, again, Tesla does it right. I, I've often called Ford a, a hype rally. Um, I, I think Ford is getting towards that hype rally again. Um, they're at 1328. They closed at 1312. Um, their PE is four four dollar four point six two. Let's look at the um, Finviz for their forward PE. Their forward PE is six. Let's look at GM. Um, GM's forward PE is five, and and GM has a uh, has the cruise division, which they could break out, and you'd be wow, you'd be really looking good in that one. Um, Speaking of breaking out, by the way, just complete, I, I'm going to look at this one in the algorithm real quickly, but Amazon, I have not, I've basically told my listeners, stay away from Amazon. It's a broken business. It's not good. At these levels, you probably should be looking at Amazon if you don't have a position. Um, the algorithm has a buy from May 13th at 2233. You're trading at, let me see where the bid and the ask are. It's at 22.55. So 22.33 is kind of your target. I think you could probably get that in today's um, trading range. Uh, but, you know, again, look at how much you're putting in and look at the dollar amount. If it's a small dollar amount, something that you'd spend lunch on or something like that, just buy the freaking stock. Um, but again, 22.33 is the buy in the algorithm. You've got an RSI at 49. It's under 50. 
Um, the the analyst that I was watching yesterday that I was looking at, essentially, and it's multiple analysts, they went over a bunch of analysts, says that the value of AWS is pretty much uh, Amazon stock at um, 2000. So essentially at around 2000, and I forget the exact, exact price, but I think it was between 2000 and 2200. But when you look at Amazon, the AWS business and the growth that they're doing, if that were a separate company, it would be trading at the market cap of Amazon today, which means you're getting the consumer business, which means you're getting the grocery business, which means you're getting the pharmaceutical business, which means you're getting the advertising business. You're getting all of that at zero. Because if Amazon decides, and remember, uh, Jassy is the CEO. He came from AWS. He knows the value of that. Bezos didn't want to break that off. Maybe, and just maybe, the board decides, you know, with Jassy, let's spin off AWS. Um, let's make sure that the businesses are separate. You would basically be getting that AWS uh, company at, at today's value. And then when they broke that out, you get the stock of the consumer, grocery, pharmaceutical, advertising, all of the other businesses that Amazon has, um, autonomous driving, the delivery, you'd get all of that kind of stuff for free. So think of that. You would basically get a Walmart or a Target for free. Uh, nothing. So if they were to split that out, just an analyst's opinion. but. I do think at these levels, it's interesting. Um, I obviously, I hold a lot of Amazon. Um, you know, my purchase price on Amazon, 1400 in one account, um, 1700 in another account. So <clears throat> I own quite a bit of Amazon, but those are my average purchase prices. Um, I purchased them multiple, multiple times. I've, I've bought and sold Amazon a lot. Um, let's look at Google. Google's an interesting one because again, I, I, you know, all you see, I'm traveling again next week, by the way, there might not be a podcast next week. I got I'm on West coast time next week, so I'll probably wake up early and do it anyway. Um, Google has a MACD cross up coming probably in this candle. Um, they're up one and a half percent to 2190. Um, I've often said this, I've said anything under 2,500, you buy Google all day long, anything under 2,300, you buy Google all day long. I've been you know, buying it on the, the, the downside. Um, let's see. My average purchase price on Google now is $13.90. So I, I bought several different lots, bought and sold this one a bunch. I think it was the last earnings call. Um, not the, the exact last one. Not It wasn't April. It was the one before that. Yeah, it was February. February when I started this podcast up, and you can see a huge gap. Um, but I said, buy this at 2700 sell it at 3000 That's exactly what I did. I got my 10%. I got out. So um, this one, it will have a gap up. Uh, I'm sorry, a MACD cross up um, on this one. The last two exits of this one uh, in the algorithm, there was a buy on April 20th, which got you right out on April 22nd for a 2% loss. Then you had another MACD cross up on May 3rd at 2360. That got you out on May 20th. So you had it almost a month. 
um, but it got you out with a 5% loss. You've been out of this since. So that MACD cross-up today, again, the last two have been losses. This one over 1,000 candles, you've made 29%. The buy and hold is 50%. You ask me, well, why would I just not buy and hold? Well, you don't know what the stock is going to do. The algorithm actually protects you. It makes you less money, but it protects you. The beta score is significantly less. It's 0.61 on this one. So your average win is 8%. Your average loss is 3.2%. You had 26 positions, 10 10 gains, 16 losses. So um, again, the the, the thought on this one is, hey, you're you're maybe not making as much, but, and by the way, Monday, I'll be flying Monday, but maybe one of these days I'll talk about taxes um, because you guys should know trading-wise taxes. And if you don't, Again, some of my younger um, listeners may not know taxes. If you're trading in a Roth or an IRA, uh, those trades, there's no tax events in those trades. Nothing. So, again, in my mind, you, you need to have protections in those accounts where you sell in and out of different things. I don't sell my Apple even in retirement accounts. I just don't. And it's probably a mistake. I probably should be listening to the algorithm and looking at the charts and making sure that I'm doing this because this recent downturn from January until now, I should have been taking and and protecting myself. I haven't been. I haven't been trading effectively. But what I have been doing is buying, getting out of some things that have losses or getting out of some things that have gains and positioning myself better. When I talk about energy, when I talk about financials, when I talk about these opportunities, that's where I'm mainly doing it in is my tax-advantaged accounts. When I see something that I don't mind making a 10% or risking, um, I'll, I'll do it in my, uh, tax, uh, in my brokerage account where there are tax events, but I have to manage my gains because of taxes. Remember, short-term gains are taxed what you are based on your income. So say, for instance, you're making $60,000 in income, um, then uh, you know, you make $20,000 in short-term capital gains. Well, that's added on. So, you know, you may get bumped up into a higher tax bracket. A- again, refer to a tax professional. I kind of look at the tax. Um, we have a marginal tax rate in this country. And some of, some of my listeners are international, so this may not pertain. But we have a marginal tax rate. So from sixty to 80000 you may pay um, 19%. From 80000 above uh, to 120000 you may pay 24%. So all that means is when you make 60000 if you make $60,100, the only thing that's taxed at a um, 24% tax rate um, or 80100 80, and this is just to make it simple, I don't know the exact uh, position, but if you make $80,100, the only one that's taxed at a 24% rate is that $100. It's not all taxed at a 24% rate. It's just a marginal tax rate. So there are, um, you know, obviously people who make more money pay more taxes. That's the way it should be. But it is marginal. It's not like, you know, Elon Musk pays a flat 50% across his entire income. Now, he's got that marginal rate. but the reality is if he's making billions of dollars, the majority of that is at the absolute highest tax rate, which I think is 50%, 55%, somewhere in that neighborhood. So, but you've got to know that. 
Interesting. I looked at the ARK funds. All of the ARK funds, ARKF, ARKG, ARKK, ARKW, all of the the four that I own uh, are a buy in the ALGO since May 13th. Now, there are different prices, different things. I am not steering you into those. It's just an interesting observation that they all kind of position themselves as buys. You would think that they wouldn't, but they, they are. Uh, I just noticed that. JP Morgan still a buy um, in the algorithm. Uh, it went up even more yesterday. If you've missed this one, the uh, RSI is at 65. I don't know that I'd necessarily get into this one, but the algorithm had us in at 125. You may have a, p- a potential of buying this at 125 again over the next week. I wouldn't buy it on a Friday, but thought I'd bring that one up. I did a Dow Jones um, scan on TrendSpider. And again, TrendSpider has the best scanner. The best tools are in, in, in TrendSpider. I have so many options to look at stocks, to find opportunities, blah, blah, blah. But in the, 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 the candle today, it's the only Dow stock that has a four-hour uh, MACD cross-up. It uh, doesn't give me a price. It'll give me a price after the market opens at 9.30. It's only 9 o'clock right now. But it's trading at 147. I don't particularly like this one. Um, let me see what the multiple is. I just thought it was interesting. I wanted to bring it up because I was doing some scans to see about some stocks in my portfolio that maybe I needed to sell or buy. Um, this is a P ratio of 15. Um, let's look at it on um, Finbiz because Finbiz usually has a better um, forward PE is 12. Um, let's see, why is three? I'm up 1.1% since last earnings report. There's a Zach's report on, on there. Um, April, the last earnings, all of the analysts downgraded them. Again, it's not. Not a great stock to to buy and hold. But I wanted to bring it up because I was doing TrendSpider scans. Two of the ones that I do like um, that have uh, current MACD cross-ups is AMD. Um, And if you remember, I brought this one up since May 13th at $95. In fact, I even brought it up May 12th. Um, when it was down at 87, I thought you could buy this one at 87 because there was support there from the last purchases. Um, but it does have a MACD cross up here from May 13th at 95. Um, there was a sell, uh, down 5%, um, at $90, on this one, uh, May 25th. I think I may have brought that up. But it's going to get a MACD cross-up here at 98. So the performance chart on this one, the algo gets you 39.8, so 40%. The buy and hold gets you 87. 28 positions, 9 wins, 19 losses. The average win is 15%. So it's probably worth your while. Again, this one is trending upward. The 50 days kind of moving around. The 200 day is still negative. When I go to the daily... Um, the 200 days kind of flattening out, flattening out. The 50 day is still in a downward um, position, but what this does have is volume. Uh, the RSI on a daily is at 54. That MACD is go- still going up. It's right at the oscillator point. So um, their earnings are coming up not until July 26th. So there's no real catalyst in this one, but I, I do think that AMD is is a good one to buy. 
The other one that had a MACD cross-up is AVGO Broadcom. I haven't talked about this one a lot. They just uh, announced their purchase of Jamware, I think it is. <clears throat> but they will have a MACD cross-up on the four-hour on their current candle. They do have a catalyst. They just had their earnings yesterday. They do have a catalyst. June 21st is their um, dividend X date. Let's look at their dividend. It's not much. It's 2.98%, so it's a 3% dividend. Um, they trade 52-week highs back in December of 677. 52-week low is just yesterday at 550. So you're basically, I'm sorry, 52-week uh, low is 455 back in July of last year. I was just looking at the close of yesterday. I was like, ooh, buying this at 52-week low on a purchase this is great. But it's not as good as... Uh, what I thought it's at 559 uh, in bid uh, and ask. So, but it did have a MACD cross up. I found that interesting. Another one that had a MACD cross up that I like, uh, it will give me the price after open today is Micron. I've talked about Micron holding up here during all of this fluctuation. They've basically been trading between 65 and 70, 72, 73, going all the way up to 74. Um, that's been a range and this one's been range bound for quite a while. There've been one, two, three, three, um, purchases since April, um, since the beginning of April, uh, one at 72, you wound up losing about 5% in that one, one at 69, you wound up making 1% in that one, then one is 72 and, and you wound up losing 8% in that one. So even though you've been trading in this range, the MACD hasn't been necessarily performing. But I do think it's $70. This one deserves some attention. Um, I, I think it's held up well. I think it's a great company. I, I think, you know, again, uh, asset performance and the algorithm, you lose 20%. But you buying and holding, you make 52 <clears throat> So I think it's, it's been range bound. It's kind of been capitulating. I think this is an opportunity. Uh, one of the podcast, Tom's favorites, MOS, Mosaic. Uh, I like this one too. Yesterday's afternoon candle, got to buy at 59.41. Their ex-dividend date is June 1st. So next week, um, is the ex-dividend date, which means I think you have to buy it today. Let me see. Um, yes, no, sorry. You still have Tuesday, still have Tuesday, June 1st. <clears throat> so you still have Tuesday to buy it. But I think anything under 60 on this one, uh, let's look at the multiple on this one, MOS, uh, and some of the analysts. So the forward PE is 5.42. Um, there, the most recent is a downgrade outperformed to neutral, but their price target is 82 and you're at 60. So again, I think anything under 60 on this one, I, I how you say, Hey, my, my, Target is neutral, but it's a $60 stock. Um, let's look at Mosaic's 52-week. 52-week uh, high is 79. 52-week low is 728. And this clown has an 82, 82 price target and moves it to neutral when it hasn't even in 52 weeks hit 82. God, these guys are clowns. Um, so, just my thought. But again, January, you've got a uh, price target between 37 and 50. It's a great stock. It's agriculture. You're going to have a food shortage. There's, there's issues going on. Uh, Cleveland Cliffs. 
interesting one because I've liked this one to dip under 20. It doesn't want to go under 20. Um, Cleveland Cliffs is a, was a buy back on May 16th at $21.92. It's currently at $23. So you've made your 10% if you listen to the algorithm. The RSI is still down at 54. The uh, MACD is still below um, where it's at. I don't know that this is making the run back to the 200 day of $24. It very well might, uh, but that's where on a four hour chart, that's where it's trading. If you're looking at a daily chart, this one is uh, the 50-day is kind of moving down. The 200-day is moving down, but the 9 and the 21 are turning positive. And it's just, again, on a daily, when you look at this, there are several times when it breaks the 200-day, and each time it goes for a run. And so right here, it just broke below the 200-day back on May 9th, kind of traded in this little range here between uh, 2035. Let me see the low on this one. 2030 back on May 12th. It did not break that $20, which was my kind of trigger to buy. Should have bought it. It was 30 cents. Uh, I'd be up what 15% right now. Um, 10% somewhere in that neighborhood. So, uh, I, I, again, their earnings are coming out July 21st. There's not a huge catalyst on this one, uh, but I do like this one and, uh, it's running. Qualcomm, podcast favorite. Qualcomm is one that I've liked at 170, 150, 140. It now has a buy at 130 on yesterday's afternoon, yesterday's morning candle, sorry. Um, June 1st is the ex-dividend date, so you do have to buy it by Tuesday to get that dividend. Dividend is not a significant portion of this. The um, MACD is, is below the oscillator. It's just crossing up. Uh, the, the RSI is at 52. I like this one. I probably will not buy it just because I have so much in AMD and other chip makers. Um, Qualcomm, I do like because they're, uh, let's see what their forward PE is. And I'll tell you, I'll model this one against AMD because both of them have a MACD cross up. So the forward PE on uh, Qualcomm at this price is 10. Okay, 10. The forward PE on AMD is 19. And then we go and look at the forward PE on NVIDIA. It's 26. Remember how I told you I think NVIDIA is going to go down towards the 120s, 140s, somewhere in that neighborhood? It's a long way away from that. But that's the reason. As these interest rates start going up, you're going to see that multiple come down. So I think Qualcomm is at a comfortable multiple at 10. Um, they're in 5G, you get that play. I, I think that's a great one. Um, let's look at a retailer, Simon Property Group. It does have a buy on the algo at 112. Their forward PE is 19. So it is slightly high, especially for the retail sector. But this, in, in my mind, is a, a REIT. Um, their ex-dividend date is June 8th. So it's next week. They do have a significant dividend. Um, let's see. They are up in pre-market to 113. Their dividend yield is 6%. So it's a significant dividend, 6%. And in my mind, again, if you bought this at 120, like I, I've been suggesting it from 120, just buy it and hold it. I think you'll be rewarded. I think you can hold on to it and, and collect the dividend. Because again, remember, there's tax implications. So if you, when I say buy it, in my mind, and I probably should be more clear, 
Buy in a brokerage account. Put your cash in here. Let it work for you. Just let it sit. Collect that 6% dividend. Um, you know, but throw it into uh, uh, MPLX. MPLX is a, a, a master limited partnership with oil. I think they pay an 8% dividend. Let me see what their dividend is. Because as they've gone up, I've held this one for years. Yeah, it's an 8% dividend. I remember buying this one at about, oh God, $12, $12 a share. Um, and it was like a 30% dividend at that point. And they were paying a ton. So uh, Fridays are usually tough for some of these swing trades because you don't know what's going to happen over the weekend. Um, do your due diligence. Make sure you understand what you're getting into. I do think energy is still your play. UCO, um, yesterday it traded up from 45 to 47, so you made about 5%. Today it's starting out lower at about 46.62. I still think that any of these names, Devon, Occidental, uh, Chevron, XOM, Exxon, um, I think those are great plays. Again, American Express, great reopening play. LNG, Chenier, I, I think that's a good one. Um, it had MACD cross-up. Let's look at the MACD cross-up on Chenier, uh, LNG. Um, yeah, LNG still a buy here at, at 133. So it's trading at 135. Market looks to be up. Um, I would be a little careful today um, just because I think you've had a decent week. It hasn't been a crazy, crazy week. Um, pre-market winners are big lots or pre-market moves, big lots, a huge loss. Um, but your NASDAQ is implied open 1%. Um, your Dow is implied open 0.3%. So it looks like a NASDAQ day at the open. I will caveat that at the open. These things can change. Remember how I said the VIX wants to be at 30. The VIX is today at 26. Um, I was suggesting yesterday to buy uh by the the Uvixi at uh at 15 it's at 1450 i like it at 1450 yesterday's range was 1476 to 1516 i still like Uvixi i again i think you know at 26 i like it even more because it's going to go back to 30 this market's going to crash this we're not done with the these swings um so uh, if you feel like buying Uvixi and holding it over the weekend, I don't know that I'd necessarily do that because you may have Putin pulling out this weekend. Um, you may have, uh, you know, the tariffs coming off of Chinese goods this weekend. Um, you may have China announcing reopening, full reopening, where we're going to let everybody out of their house. Um, you might have something in the neighborhood of a. Uh, um, Congress does go, there's going to be nothing done in Congress. By the way, don't joke. There's nothing that's going on in Congress. You could have the biggest disaster in the world happen. I think if 9-11 again happened, Congress would still fight about stuff and not get anything done. Um, it's just a power struggle over there. I am so over politics, but that's for another day. Anyway, um, Uvixi at 1450, I think it's a good buy. Let's see what the algorithm says on Uvixi. Again, I don't use the algorithm a lot for uh, futures and, and trades like this, but algorithm has you out. It's not a MACD cross-up, so most likely today will be a positive day. 
Um, Uvixie's the volume is down as well. You know, and if you think today's going to be way up, TQQQ. Again, I would not hold TQQQ for a very long time. There are levers in TQQQ. It's a triple levered um, NASDAQ tracker. And TQQQ moves uh, tremendously, but it's built on um, uh, derivatives. So it's built on options plays and, and, and things of that sort. And that's where it gets its triple levered moves. Uh, you can trade it. I, I wouldn't own it for any, any necessarily a huge amount of time. Um, but 52-week high is 91. 52-week low is 24. 52-week high at 91, that is the NASDAQ high. Um, you're at 30. So what's that? 60% down. Yeah. So again, it's a triple leverage. So as much as you make is as much as you lose. The 52 week low just happened on the 20th at 24. Uh, what's that? The 30% move up. It's good. So have a great weekend. I will maybe not talk to you until Tuesday. Um, depending on my work schedule, I'm not sure what time I start. I may get up and do a quick one. Um, and Tuesday, maybe that rather than focus on stocks, maybe I'll do a 10, 15 minute lecture on taxes and how to optimize your portfolio for taxes. If that's what you want, hit me up on Twitter um, with any questions. I'm not a tax professional. I'm just a guy who has a decent sized portfolio, um, has not taken advantage of taxes in the past. I repeat, I have not taken advantage of taxes in the past. Um, so I've learned a lot with my mistakes. Just like in the market, I've learned a lot with my mistakes. Do I change my behavior sometimes? But at least I know, have the information. And again, that's the key is making sure that you have the information. Whether you make the decision or not is not the most important part. It's having the information. Making the decision is completely secondary because whatever decision you make, you just, whether it's no decision or, or a decision to do something, you just have to live with it. But I, in the past, have just made um, very bad tax decisions with sometimes not having the information. But today, I do have the information. So, um, wow, Elon's tweeting again about past experience. Companies that inherently have negative cash flow need to die so they stop consuming resources. He's right. Tesla does not. Again, I'd invest in Tesla. I do. I have $30,000 in Tesla. So a lot more in the ARC funds. Take care. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening.